is a fourth mother box. Clemgetus here, and I have a question for you. You ever shit so hard that your toilet gets clogged and it can never function again? Has your most recent late night visit to the Taco Bell left you with the bathroom covered in brown? Is your name Brad Hughes? Well, I have a solution for you. Introducing the shit stick. With the shit stick, all you need to do is continually stab that poo and your toilet will work like brand new. If you're some sort of sicko and likes to slap yourself in the nuts, the shit stick will take that poo and even put it right back in your butt. I kid you not. Right now we have a special going on. For $9.99 you get the small. For the small cleanups, $15.99 for medium, for the medium sized cleanups, and for $20.99 you get the oh shit, my shit is alive size. This is for when your poo is so heavy that it becomes sentient. This size also comes equipped with a portable flamethrower. Get your shit stick today. This ad is brought to you by the lovely Intoxicated Men's Podcast. Over there, they like to talk about shit sticks and they love to talk about men. Right now, if you listen to any episode of the LIM, you'll receive 25% off your first order or 10% off a lifetime subscription. And we all know that your listeners need that lifetime subscription. You are into Apocalypse. You are following us here at 4th Motherbox on Instagram. Why aren't you following us at 4th Motherbox? And YouTube.com slash 4th Motherbox. You heard it here first. We are now, we could say today, March the 2nd, 2024, that we are an official sponsored podcast here at the 4th Motherbox. Thank you for coming in and joining into Apocalypse on this new sponsored 4th Motherbox. My name's Tom Oakry. Joining me, as always, is our other sponsored co-host, hailing from the city of Chicago, Kyle Cosentino. Kyle, how the fuck are you today? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. It's uh, it's kind of a Florida-esque day here today. We had some... Get out Yeah, we had some cold weather this week, and then a tornado, and it, it was oh, like really? really bipolar as fuck. I mean, we had a summer day, and then like a winter day, and then it was like a tornado day, it's all over the place, but today has been pretty nice. Tomorrow's going to be pretty nice as well. So it's kind of very for ref- refreshing, you know, being that I can't the, make it out to Florida uh, just yet. I mean, it's nice to have a little bit of here. There you go. It was very nice and spicy today. Like Florida's reminding everybody, hey, spring's around the corner. Um, but it wasn't hot. It was an overcast. We spent several hours at DAC today. Um, good stuff, good stuff. So, yeah, yeah. You can't come to Florida, obviously, but um, it's okay. Florida's better without it. Uh, and, and, and Disney will still continue to go on. But um, I, uh, I, I, speaking of Florida, we had we had a resounding success with something in Galaxy's Edge here, uh, Hollywood Studios, last night. Yeah, in, you um, want to like br- just briefly yeah, remind people what you guys did and in, in um, you know a brief description of the turnout. Absolutely. So yeah, so this is you know crossing my Jedi talk you know streams here a little bit, and and I'm not going to talk really 
at all detaily spoilery about it. If you want to hear all everything in the background, plus included with everyone else who was involved in it, check out the next episode of Jedi Talk. We're putting together the episode with everybody who was involved, the NPCs and the faction leaders. So if you're like, Tom, what the hell are you talking about? If you're only an avid fourth mother box listener, and I know you exist, but uh, so we put so the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. You know what it is. We've talked about it here. Uh, it closed at um, end of September last year, and um, yesterday was w- the two year anniversary birthday since it opened. So when it cl- when it closed, there was talk amongst Jedi Talk, and Evan specifically just said. You know, and this, this this idea actually sparked from our interview with Adam Riley, who was in the trailer for the Halcyon documentary that dropped today, by the way. Uh, interviewed on Jedi Talk for the first time ever on the podcast. So, <coughs> thank you very much. So, on, with with um, after we did that, Evan had said, we should carry on the legacy somehow, just of, like, doing these character arcs and stories, just but doing it on Galaxy's Edge, right? And he's like, that's an idea. Somebody can make it better. And, and he kept, like, asking, and he, he kept putting it out there and, like, talking about it. But nothing really blossomed until he met and uh, became better friends with somebody who he shared a cabin with on his final voyage, just through, like, the Sweetmate Finder um, uh, on, on the Star Cruiser. And um, that's Rachel and her husband, Brian. Uh, and I don't know if he stayed with anybody else there. I don't believe so. So I'm sorry if I'm leaving you you out. Um but they collabed and they talked about an idea for a completely immersive fan-driven event to celebrate the Galactic Star Cruiser, like doing the character stories and the arcs and ba- basically LARPing. And the story grew to doing it on Galaxy's Edge, and more people were involved, uh, and it blew up to this incredible night that happened last night on the two-year anniversary and birthday. And... And I, I, I truthfully am not shitting it. And, and, like, I had no idea what to expect. You know, I went in there as a faction leader for something I made up for Star Wars called The Cause. I put a hell of a lot of work into it. I got a former Galactic Star Cruiser actor to film me a a story of a new of a character that I made up. And, and he wrote dialogue for it. And he filmed a fucking minute, a minute for me. And I put it out there to all these people, and and, and people just were like, like, like screamed and said they were so so happy about that. Like so much hard work went into it from me, from Rachel, from Brian, from Evan, from Taylor, from Brad, from um, Aaron, from Joe, and and anybody else that I might be missing, who 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 did everything for this, like to make it what successful last night. And and I'll ju- I'll just say one thing about it that makes me incredibly proud is that people would w- w- came up to me after and even left comments on Facebook that it made them feel like they were on the Star Cruiser again. And it's like, you cannot tell me a better a better compliment for that. You can't. So, so you had, were you guys like really the originators of this event? We were, yes. And did Disney have any idea that you guys were doing this? I'd have to imagine they did, um, but I want to compliment Disney that that they they did not give us any problems. They didn't, you know. And, and and I, I didn't can, think they were going to try to cancel you. No, <laughs> no, no, no. We, we 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 truthfully weren't doing anything wrong, and we we gratefully respected the guests. We respected Disney. Uh, you know, Galaxy's Edge promotes playing your story, your Star Wars story. That's, and that's true. And that's truthfully all we did. That's truthfully all we did. And we encourage everybody else to do that. So, and it's like, 
Yeah, go ahead. So, so you had you amassed all these people for this insane um, kind of LARPing, you know, event yeah. in in uh, ode to the Halcyon, the fallen Halcyon. So, like, I've never done any LARPing in my life. I I've never even seen it. I have no idea what really goes on when it when it comes to LARPing. I would imagine you guys probably put together a story. You figured out like gave people tasks. Like, is that kind of like what you did? Yep, that's exactly what we did. So the story was uh, the a, there was an artifact rumored to give the holder of said artifact the power to speak to the whole galaxy. And that artifact was passing through Batu about a week after the voyage that everybody took on the Halcyon, through Batu, through Blackspire Outpost to Doc Ondar, over at Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. Um, and a smuggler was bringing it to him. And this caught the attention of the First Order, the faction who was led by Evan. He was regional governor of Hana City and Shandrila, Avant Varric. And he led a faction to try to get this artifact. And then the resistance was led by Lieutenant Rook. Uh, I, don't, I don't know her last name off the top of my head. Um, that was played by Rachel, and she led the resistance. She was trying to get in the good graces of Leia Organa again. Um, and everything I'm saying now has already been out there, so I'm not like really spoiling anything. Um, because she messed up on a mission recently, and she was trying to win this artifact and for the resistance, said they have just fallen after Crate and just several losses. And then my faction was led by the character I made up on my final voyage called Lias Orion. Uh, I created a separate faction. I, I wanted to do something different. So I leaned into the conspiracy theory side of me and created like, I guess you can call it a smuggler, but it was really more of just like a seedy slash sometimes good in the middle different take on a smuggler by the name of Lias Orion. And my faction was called The Cause. It was just a take on the partisans, so I was not as extreme. We're not as extreme as Sagara. We're not blowing people up and stuff, but we're close. <laughs> it's it's kind of like we'll 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 do we'll do some some crazy stuff. So we all amassed groups. People signed up a, ahead of time. We gave them meeting spots. Um, I personally sent out like diary messages to them to build a story because. You know, I was the cause. I was something new, so I was trying to explain to everybody what 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 we were doing. So, um, and I'll say, listen to the rest of the details in the Goods on Jedi talk. There are more people that that I respect that helped with this that need to be on the call when we do this. And um, I'll tell Kyle off off air a whole bunch of nitty gritty stuff. But um, and I could say this, but uh, like, we you had to go around to different tasks of our NPCs who were out there and like gave different tasks and stuff. And then eventually leads you to our ending for each faction. And it was revealed, and I could say this because we put this on social media, it was revealed that the artifact was indeed Gaia's microphone. So Gaia was uh, the galactic superstar who did the show on the Halcyon, the Star Cruiser. She's from Ryloth. She was a big part of the heist storyline on Halcyon. She was an incredible character who amassed a bunch of fans Lots of people connected with her um, through just just the story. It's it's a great story, and and every every actor and actress who played uh, Gaia on the Star Cruiser, incredible singers. Go on YouTube and check it out. There, there, there. It's it's amazing that Disney was able to find that that kind of talent. Um, so it was it was Gaia's microphone. So it's it's a big deal to Star Cruiser people. So and it was three D printed by uh, Brian Goodwin and Rachel Rachel Ashbrook, and it looks phenomenal. So 
It was so. So cool. this seems this seems like a, a an amazing success. Now I would imagine you guys are probably going to keep this going and and maybe even do it another time. Is that you guys think you'll do that again? Absolutely. Um, I've been told, and I won't say anything more. That there's a crazy story that somebody wants to share with me amongst our group. So. Just stay tuned, everybody who's interested. And, and and one last question, and for people who might be interested, I mean, do they have, do people who want to maybe participate in the next one, do they have to have been someone who have been on the Halcyon before? No, 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 not at all. This is truthfully for anybody. Um, I th- I think we had some people who may have not had a chance to be on the Halcyon, and this was like their go at me. It. People who LARP, yeah, yeah, you indeed. So- Hey, you could be an NPC if you want. Yep. I'm going to be next I'm time. definitely coming out next time because you know my uh immigration issues will will is coming to end, coming to an end. Stay in Canada. We we want you to stay in Canada, okay? Yeah. Um the United States is better off without yeah, you. Yeah, I know. Uh so it'll be it'll be coming to an end this year, <laughs> which is a great and wonderful thing Very good. and Absolutely I would imagine is. I will be able to make more frequent trips to uh Disney World, the wonderful and uh, crazy Walt Disney World. I know Isabel has been foaming at the mouth to ride Guardians of the Galaxy, and she oh. has indicated that we need to ride it at least a hundred times when we go. So I mean, that's that's got to <laughs> happen, and it's got to happen as frequent as possible. So yes, we will be there for sure. The next Halcyon uh, meetup that you guys have—it sounds great. I, you know, and I, I plan on listening to you know Jedi talk when you guys really di- dive deep into how this went. And whatnot, but I, I, it sounds like this really caught fire, and you know, I'm surprised Disney like hasn't reached out or or like tried to like help you guys in a way because I feel like that's that's a really good showing. You know, it sounds like you guys yeah. really went above and beyond and made a really meaningful night for people, and that's what Disney's all about. And hell, maybe it even mm-hmm. might cause them to reconsider like you know bringing the halcyon back in some fashion i mean i'm sure hey I sh- yeah. i'm sure they're going to because you know let's face it, they haven't touched the hotel yet as far as i've heard and so you you know they're they're really trying to figure out what they're going to do with it so i hope i hope whatever it is is that they can keep some of this alive because when i watched that trailer that you guys posted out the halcyon legacy trailer yeah it, it, yeah. You know, to me, and I and I don't know the Halcyon. I haven't been on it, and maybe other people don't really understand it. But it just seems like it's it's not just an experience that you go on and, and that that's really fun, and then you go home and you never think about it again. Like you, you, these people really seem to take it home with them. It's really meaningful for them. You know, it's it's uh, it brings you know some emotions for some people. It seems like so. You know, I I think it's really great that you guys are trying to carry this torch and keep the flame alive, and uh, make this meaningful, uh, still a meaningful experience for people. I appreciate that. Uh, it means a lot, you know, coming from you and coming from everybody else too who shared the same sentiment. Like I was super, you know, I wasn't nervous. I was very confident in what the my character, the way I was building things, and how I was going to present myself the, the last night. I was very confident in that. I got nervous a little bit yesterday, but it was funny. When I parked, I filmed a video I posted on my Instagram, um, and then I plugged in my headphones, and I put on Call of Cthulhu, and I listened to Call of Cthulhu from my car 
into Hollywood Studios walking into Batu. And as I was like getting into Batu listening to Call of Cthulhu, I was just like, "All right, let's fucking go." So, thank you Metallica. Yeah, Metallica is uh, is always the band to go to whenever you need a little boost of incompetence. So, they are really good for that. I've got a story about Metallica for you, by the way. Do you? Um, yes, and this, this deviates a little bit, but it has something to do. So, a member of my faction, uh, you heard Jedi Talk interview him by the name of Austin Manning, um, who's the head of the local New York chapter of the Met Club, by the way. He was out there last night, and I met him in person for the first time, um, and he was a member of my faction. Wow. And yeah, and uh, he gave me some goodies after the fact. He gave me a nice bag, a bunch of Metallica picks from the recent Ooh. tour. Um, yes, sir. Lots of seventy-two season picks. Fuck. And, oh, it was it was so cool to hold them in my hand. I'll 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 send you pictures after after the podcast. Brad was right there. Brad 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 saw them all too. Brad saw when I, I probably saw my giant um, man-sized you know pants tent you know, holding Metallica picks in my hand. But one of them was. Um, a there was uh like like it was like a bowling pin um pick that on the back said lucky turtle like lanes or or uh, lucky turtle strike something like that um and austin told me this story when they were filming the lux eterna video uh there was some staff there and i can't remember exactly the staff um that uh thought when James would, when when they heard the chorus that James was singing "Lucky Turtle" <laughs> instead of "Luxy Turtle," <laughs> "Lucky Turtle," <laughs> yeah. So they created when when I think Metallica held like this bowling tournament. I maybe for it just I I don't know the details on it right off the top of my head. I'm very sleep deprived. Uh, they the the name of the team was like "Lucky Turtle Lanes" or 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 there was something called "Lucky Turtle." It was it basically turned into a pick. So. Um, I probably butchered that story. I only heard it once, so, but still, it's 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 it was really cool, and I have a pick with it on me, or w- with the uh, like like the logo on it. Wow, so. that's really awesome. I know, I know. So fucking Halcyon links up with Metallica. Like like, who the hell could ever have seen that? Like Jesus Christ. Um, they need to bring Metallica. It, back it just Metallica. yeah, Metallica just goes with everything good, you know. Hmm. So uh, yeah, to wrap up the event, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it more. Um, but yeah, Kyle, you absolutely absolutely need to be a part of the next one. Yeah, a- uh, that'll be absolutely. Really and you know fun. what I was thinking? Like you know, each person that has to, uh, y- you know, that comes to this, they have to like create their own story. You know, within the world yeah. of Star Wars. Yep. And you just given me an that's the you fun. just given me an idea. Maybe and I'll start kind of like thinking about what kind of character I want to um I want to be, but. I think you gave me an idea. You said you were listening to Call of Cthulhu, and Cthulhu just kind of sounds like a Star Warsy planet. So I'll, I'll I'll say my character is from the planet Cthulhu. Oh, you're you're making a whole new Star Wars planet. Look at that. All right. Yeah. I like why it. Not? It's bold. It's a bold strategy. Yeah. There's cotton, there's so. giant monsters there. Most we'll, we'll, giant monsters, yeah. and somehow Kyle survived. Yeah. Uh, we we, the we keep them at bay well. with uh, sub sandwiches. <laughs> are those are those delivered by the infamous double and, and, J? And, and, yeah, they, the that's the only thing they they seem to like is uh, shit stained sandwiches, sub sandwiches. So thank you, double J. Alrighty then. Alrighty. So uh, we'll transition from there into some real poppin' news. 
And probably the news of the week for comic books, I would say, right, Kyle? Is and, and, and Kyle broke this news to me before we started recording. A Superman legacy name changed to just Superman, and, and we did get the first, on Superman's birthday, on Leap Day, on February 29th, we got the first look at the suit with the logo. What do you think? Yeah, you know, um, they 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 revealed this logo, and they act, they they actually started filming, is from what I understand. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the girl, the uh, girl who's playing Lois Lane, Rachel Brosnahan, I think her name is, had had had, had a few brief comments to say, and she just said that she feels like this is a really awesome film, and that she's really proud of it. And she posted a little something on Instagram of her, Nicholas Holt, and um, James Cornsweat, or David. What, James? Yeah. James or David? Uh, David, David da- Okay, ja- uh, David Cornsweat. And they were playing the the, the old um, Superman theme in the background. And, and it got me thinking, and I'm like, are they going to use this in the film? Because... That's that's one of the most iconic Superman themes of all time. Pretty good. And I'm such a yeah. I'm such a like a mark for good superhero like themes and there's been so many good ones over the years. And especially we you know in Zack Snyder's universe, you know, they with um, the Wonder Woman theme and uh oh, and so the good. Man of Steel theme, which is just so like it just resonates so flight so yeah. so well. I mean, I would listen to those and like repeat. And even the Avengers too. Like the Avengers theme is is just so perfect for for those movies. So like I, I can always appreciate a good superhero theme. Um and you know, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing back the old you know, Superman theme where it was Christopher Reeve. I mean, because it's just so majestic and Represent representative one, yeah. of who Superman is as a character, you know. So um, I'm all for that. Yeah. So was Flight. So is so is the one from Man of Steel. A lot of people crap on it, but I don't ever hear anybody crap on the music from Snyderverse. But no, you're 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 a thousand percent correct. Um, I like the logo. I think there, you know, there's there's some yellow in it, right? Um, yeah, it's interesting. Kind of, yeah, uh, it's kind of notice that off. It's the kind bat. of um. You know, a little bit more old school, and I, I wonder if they're going to draw Indeed. a little bit more from the Christopher Reeve uh, films. So, because it well, it, it seems like it's a little. Bit, you know, my impression, at least up to this point, is that it's a it's going to be a brighter film, and it you know it's not going to be like a dark and gritty, like, kind of like how Zack Snyder was, which is fine. You know, I think this is it's very fitting for Superman and Clark Kent. So. I wonder, um, I you know, I think it's just, you know, it's kind of, re- again, a little bit representative of the tone of this film. Like, it's kind of like more bright colors in his suit. And maybe it means that they're kind of going for a more, like, brighter kind of a movie. Of course they are, because everybody's so scared of a, of a Superman who has to deal with emotions, like... I think like what was the, what was what was such a and I'm not bashing anything that James Gunn has posted. I just, I just want to make that very clear. I liked it and I'm excited for it. I'm merely just trying to defend what we had as the most perfect Superman and Henry Cavill before from the Snyderverse and whatever. I'm getting I'm on a fucking tangent. I don't care. But what's so bad about your God, your your one you look up to, one who 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 could like save the day, and then you you, you feel ultimately safe that he exists to protect you from like evil right like like a true living god on earth like what's so wrong with seeing the human side of them right 
this you know p- certain religions believe that their god is part human and they were created after the said deity right so what's so fucking hard about believing that they could have problems too about showing themselves to the world and putting their loved ones in danger like fucking lex luthor almost killed his goddamn fucking mother until batman saved him right after the the two of them killed each other but no you get pissed off because there's a dark tone on your on your fucking Superman, right? Because you just want to jerk it off to All-Star Superman, jerk it off to every single other fucking bright-colored comic in your coloring book in your fucking mom's basement the, that you still go back home and look at. God fucking damn. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and, and certainly I, I agree with Tom here. But, you know, I feel like when it comes to Superman and Zack Snyder, everybody, like— complained about everything right so there's a group of people that love the Zack Snyder universe we we like the Zack Snyder universe um but you know like the one thing that people can't take away from the Snyderverse is that the tone was different than what you got before in the past because every other Superman movie was bright and upbeat and you know it's like the Boy Scout Superman this was different and I I liked it for that I mean again you know, it's hard to contrast Batman and Superman, but it, it worked in my in my opinion, it worked. And I liked seeing uh-huh. something different. So I give I give uh, Zack Snyder credit for doing that. I hope James Gunn doesn't just make a Boy Scout that nobody can connect with. I mean, maybe he might be younger and like still trying to figure things out. But if you if you uh read the All Star Superman comic or watch the film Superman's already kind of established in that, and he's you know he's mm. well beloved by the people of Metropolis. So I don't know if they're totally going to go that route, or maybe he's going to be like still figuring stuff out. Because in All Star Superman, he's dying in in the in, right. in that comic book. So yeah, I just wonder. It'll be um, I'm I'm very excited to see more stuff. I mean, I I really want to see the suit more than anything. Because that's I want to see I want to see David Corn sweat in the suit like I know and we all kind of want to see that there's um, so I think that'll be that'll be cer- certainly something to see when it, when they uh, f- officially drop that. Uh, yeah, Ky- Kyle's really excited to see David Corn sweat's bulge in Superman's. Well, outfit, yeah, so. of course. Yes, of course. Uh, I by the way, you know, Kyle mentioned All Star Superman comic and in film the comic is exponentially better than that that animated film the animated film cuts so much out and they cut a lot of good stuff out of it yeah you know they they tend to do that for certain films and i don't know why they did this in in the biggest basic biggest upset in my book was when they did injustice gods among us because that comic book is so big and it's not it's so much more than what the video game was and they just condensed that all into an hour and a half, and it was like, you know, uh, wrapped all wrapped up in a neat bow at the end. And while I still yeah. like that movie, I own that movie, I was so fucking mad that they didn't go further with it and really, uh, you know, flesh this out in a way. Kind of like what they're doing with Crisis on Infinite Earths. Now, I watched the first one. It was kind of more of a buildup than anything. But we just got confirmation this week that that part three, which I don't know when that comes out. Part two comes out in April. I don't know when part three comes out. Maybe later this year. But part three is going to uh, bring together 
Kevin Conroy and as Batman and Mark Hamill's Joker for one last time. Oh, and and Very to good. me, this is like I I I don't even. I mean, I feel like this is the best way for Kevin Conroy to go out. Not in Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and have you played that yet? I I haven't, but I'm kind of neither have I. I've I've heard some things, some good things, but then you know I saw an article some time ago that said it is kind of losing momentum on Steam. So I'm just hoping uh, to get it when it drops in price. It hasn't done so just yet. So usually when a game is not good, they drop the price right away. Uh, for example, Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights was like half off within a month after it was released. And so you, you just know that they just released a dog turd. But Did you ever finish Gotham no. Knights? No. Okay. I... <laughs> I could not finish it because the the gameplay when you play the Arkham games the combat is so smooth and so intuitive and you feel like the Dark Knight. They basically took that and just took a big dump all over it. It is a button masher fucking travesty. And I I might actually revisit it again one day, but I I'm going to have to be really bored because it's the combat is so uninspiring. Like, it, it really is. Um, but anyway, I'm I'm so excited to, you know, see see our boy Kevin Conroy one more time as, as the Dark Knight. Absolutely. I've actually been, I've been uh, watching Batman the Animated Series. I'm, I'm kind of almost done with it. And it's just, man, you, you just don't get that, that level of quality anymore. And Kevin Conroy as Batman, Mark Hamill as the Joker. I mean... I really hope they do it justice. I think they will. I mean, the first one was a little bit, part one was a little bit forgettable, but I'm, I'm anticipating that it's going to lead into something good because in Crisis on Infinite Earths is a, is a great comic book storyline. And so I think there's going to be some good stuff in store uh, with part two and three. Okay, good. Good to hear. I'm excited too. Yeah, and then, yeah, I think I'd rather their last meeting together be in something like this. Not knocking the video game because I have not played it yet, but just seeing seeing them in animation, I think that's just it's it's fitting. Well, one last the fitting end. To one that. last thing is one thing I haven't heard anything about that actually will probably come out after, uh, you know, Crisis on Infinite Earths Part Three is the Cape Crusader TV series. Nobody knows where this is. Oh, we yeah. haven't heard anything about it. All we saw was like a poster. We don't know, who, you know, we know Kevin Conroy is attached to it. We don't know who he's, if he's voicing Batman. We don't know anything about Is this about the it. thing J.J. Abrams is doing? It's, I, I don't know. It's actually like the creators of uh, Batman the Animated Series. Oh. Why did I think J.J. Abrams was doing this? Nope. What's his name? Uh, Bruce, Bruce Tim and... Um, yes. There was, yes, all Bruce Tim. Uh, yes, and there was one other guy. God damn it, I can't think of his name. But yet, yeah, I know him. God damn it, can't think of his name. But they're he they're gonna money. do that, and for some reason, like HBO Max or WB had it, and then they they were like selling it to somebody else, or it was auctioning off to some other streaming service. That's as far as that's as far as we know, and which isn't a good sign because why are they doing that? You know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know what that. God, we've been talking about Cape Crusader for the longest freaking time. That I feel like they announced that years ago. We just haven't heard anything about it. I think it was 20, 2021 or 
I think, or 2022. Oh, wasn't it fandom 2020? It might be. It might have been then. That that fandom when we just like watched it from home. Yeah, during during uh, COVID. During stupid. Yeah, this God. Jeez, do you remember that? Yeah, it was a very stupid time to be alive. What an awful God. God, the people who study that history if they get smarter and they're not getting smarter than us. No, we're regressing. We're regressing collectively as a, as a whole. They're gonna they're gonna look back and like, well, this was the lowest point in history of mankind. Until Jedi talk took over the world because they became so popular for being the most canceled podcast ever. That's the downfall of man. Jedi talk took took us. Who down. do you think? Who That's do you think would cancel you? Like, what group of individuals? Oh, uh, you. We've. I'm. I'm sure once we've offended everybody. Oh well. <laughs> so everybody. So you've, you've offended a few, and so you guys got to get going on offending every other group out there. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we have. Just just go back and look through the catalog. Okay. <laughs> or just sh- patiently sit and listen for 30 minutes. We'll, we'll get close. It's as simple as that. Um, how about any more comic news this week? You know, exciting things to hear with Conroy and Hamill. And uh, and then, of course, especially, um, you know, it not being Suicide Squad and the Superman news. So what else we have for comic Info. Um, nothing, nothing really else I think is, mm. is out there. Um, it's been kind of a light week as far as comic book movies go. I know Dave Batista has been pushing to be Bane. I know he was talking about it again in the, uh, in, in the news. He was pushing to be Bane was like, way back in the Snyderverse. And now he's, you know, he, he's chatting up James Gunn and, and asking to be a villain. And so we might get a David Batista as Bane. I I think that would be perfect. You know, we need a we need like a more grounded Bane, not like a, you know, a stupid version from Batman and Robin or whatever the fuck that was or Tom uh, Hardy's. Can I can I point you to really you don't you don't call him grounded? Well, I I think I actually do did like Tom Hardy's version. I think it was different. I just think you know I would want to see. It worked for that universe. It worked for that universe for sure. But I want to see, yeah. you know, yeah. I want to see like the Arkham Origins Bane, like because that was Ooh, yeah. that was probably like yeah. one of the best versions of Bane. Like it wasn't so he wasn't ridiculous looking and cheesy. He was very grounded and like you know very realistic, and he looked good. You know, indeed he did. Um, that was that was uh, in, in a in a formidable opponent. I remember the first time I fought Bane in Arkham Asylum, the first game. Like I was like scared shitless. They did a really good job of prepping that, of like making you feel like you couldn't win that. And then he became kind of really easy the more you played. <laughs> yeah, like well, I mean they they uh, they did a lot of characters really really well. So the former Rocksteady was was such a force to be reckoned with. Speaking of a force not to be reckoned with, did you listen to JFW recently? Like Travis was like super upset that you didn't respond to getting pegged in the butt. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't really good, so I didn't re- I didn't feel the need to respond to it. I mean, I respond to like funny shit, but like not when it's just not good. <laughs> Come on, they want you to say something. About I mean, so, uh, they're. So I mean, they they have they're sponsored now too. They they ran that really good ad. They gave us that sponsor today. I mean, what a great sponsorship! What a great, uh, you know, resource for them. Yeah. 
They're sponsored by a place called Carter Comics, and uh, one of them always try to plug. And you know, you know, Travis seems to get through it. Uh, and then, but anytime P Trap does it, he's like, "Hey, Carter Comics!" And then there's yeah, just a, that's his train horn in the background. <laughs> yeah, well, what Travis said didn't have any substance. Just didn't. <laughs> Here's, do you want a new? Boy, you said that word. Yeah, again. I, I have a new world uh, word for them today that they can uh, they can learn. The word is pulchritudinous, and it means <laughs> and it means beautiful. And so, if I were to say your your podcast is lacking in pulchritude, it would say it, I would be saying your your podcast basically is disgusting. Wait a That's, second. So 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 the word is pulchritudinous. Pulchritudinous. And then you and then you said you what you use it you said pulchritude. So is that like a short? It's a, version it's of a it? shortened version of the word. Yes. Jesus Christ, master's degree. I, you spent all that money. You for know this. where I? You're never going to use that I, fucking word. You know what? I've, um, I actually learned that while I was studying for the GRE, uh, which is a the graduate record exam, which you need to do for to get in grad school. But I actually didn't have to take it because my grades were good in college. Nerd. But I just remember, okay, I just remember being like, "Who the fuck is using this word?" I I would slap somebody across the face if they used that word. Like seriously. Who the fuck's using that word? You know what I mean? I probably have. You just did well, earlier. I, well, it was a bit, okay, that I was doing. So <laughs> I know. I, so is this. Yeah, so is this. So is this. Okay, we're never serious about anything on here. Other than other other than our disdain for DC getting rid of Henry Cavill Superman. That's the only thing we're serious about. <laughs> Everything else. And another thing. Those people have a problem when he gets pushed in the bar defending that woman. And then he. He doesn't do anything to that guy. Everyone's so mad that he like fucked his truck up. Like, what? What are you mad about? He could have broken that guy's fucking like face without even moving. And then you're mad that he threw his truck on a light pole. God, people are so fickle. Yeah, well, they don't know good things. We're gonna see Henry Cavill again at some point as Superman. They're gonna like beg him to come back in some multiverse crossover, and people are gonna give him the treatment. Like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Like, they hated him for some reason when they had his two movies. And we like those movies. But when he comes back, yeah. oh, my God, he needs to come I back know. again. And it's like, where the fuck were you when, you know, you just let their movie, their, these two movies go to hell? You know what I mean? So it's exactly like, and this happens with the Star Wars fandom as well, too. Yeah, Yes. Way too much. I remember when you and I saw No Way Home in San Francisco during the 40th week uh, anniversary of Metallica. I remember when uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man came through the, the, the portal first, but for Toby, he got the bigger pop in the theater than Toby did. So That's true. Just to back up what Kyle was saying earlier. That's true. I think Toby is probably the most popular Spider-Man I think, you know, certainly we never got a bad Spider-Man. I think that's the great thing here. I mean, everybody has their their favorite Spider-Man. I mean, I, I it's hard for me to pick sometimes, but I, I definitely think I would pick Andrew Garfield. I just think he had the best of both worlds. But, you know, they all were so good, you know. So it's not kind of like, like Jared, Leto, Jared of, Leto's yeah. Joker, you know, which is <laughs> kind of a swing and a miss. Yeah, there's... Things I liked about that Joker, and then there were things I weren't. I I, I still hold that I want to see the full David Ayer cut of that movie. Yeah, he he got the raw end of the stick for sure. I mean, there was there his performance as the Joker in Zack Snyder's Justice League, in the four hour cut 
was flawless. I mean, that was such a, I mean, he made, he said he had a, you know, that, that's a statement that he, he made. It's like, we live in a society and it wasn't even in the movie, but people were saying it for like, you know, 20 weeks straight. Oh my God. I know we live in a society. God, I miss the hype of the Snyder cut coming out. It's, it's going to be three years in a couple of weeks. We're, we're going to have to have a special episode about that. Yeah. I, it's a, I'm going to rewatch it again. We need to talk. Yeah, about absolutely. Yeah. I, I know some people that are like diehard fans that haven't seen it. And I just want to like, want to slap them. I'm like, slap them, across, slap them twice. Yeah. And I'll tell them that they're flappy around. I'll, I'll tell them that they are lacking in pulchritude. Yeah, here we go again. I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do vocabulary, uh, you know, vocabulary sessions every every episode now. So I'm gonna teach our listeners that we know more than just about diarrhea and shit and fart jokes. Okay, they're gonna learn about some intense vocabulary. Yeah, th- there you go, uh, Travis Travis D. There you go. That's your response to the uh, vocabulary war. So, what you got? Give us your word of the day, Travis. It's probably huh? going to be like cat or ball <laughs> or dog. <laughs> dog. <laughs> uh, Pat's not doing this. P-Trap's not saying it. If P-Trap get the word of the day, it'd be dog misspelled. D-G-O. <laughs> D-G-O. <laughs> ah. Well, enough, enough of that. I mean, if you want to sit there and be tortured through the lovely Intoxicated Men podcast and videos, search them everywhere. NJFW, Just Freaking Wrestling Podcast. Or should I say JFIW? Or JFIW. Yeah, that's right. I heard that. So, uh, moving along, yeah. So, I definitely want to chat about the Snyder Cut in the future, or in the coming weeks, our next episode, depending on. I have to remember that exact date it came out. Uh, I think it was like the 17th. I took that goddamn day off of fucking work, man, to watch that. I got up, I went to the gym, I came back, and I just made breakfast, and I just sat there for four hours. Yeah, that was a good day. Yeah, I was at home. We were still working from home, I believe. Oh, yeah, I I definitely haven't haven't come back to the office. Moved to Florida. (laughs) Well, go on. I I mean, it just, it was a, like, I watched in my basement. I have, like, a surround sound theater in there. Oh, that's and so cool. And it just, like, it was, like, full throttle at, like, 6 in the morning, and I didn't give a shit. Like, <laughs> I'm like, all my neighbors are going to fucking hear this shit. And, God, yeah. Man, it's just it was just so good. It's such a good film. It was. It is. It is. I love it. So we'll re- re-watch that. But, yeah, today, um, so after the uh, Halcyon Legacy event from last night today, uh, my cousin's in town and went to Animal Kingdom. I walked almost twenty thousand fucking steps today, on top of what 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 we did last night. So, um, needless to say, we're wrecked. But 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 Dak is Dak is pretty cool. And and I I really was thinking today as we were walking through Animal Kingdom, it's like this this park. I believe is the most aesthetically pleasing of all the theme parks at Disney World. And on top of that, it really gets the shaft on people who say skip it. No. You're going to skip Expedition Everest top five attraction of all time for Disney. Yeah. Flights of, That's how Flights of Passage, too. I like, I wouldn't put Flight of Passage in the top ten of all time for greatest for Disney, but Flight of Passage is fun if you have not done it. I have not done that ride in over like two years. Hmm. Three years, maybe. Yeah, two years. Yeah, two years. No, three. Fuck. Holy shit. 
Wow, it's been a long time since I've well, done they, that. And they, they have the Tusker house. I believe you were there today. I was there today. Made you jealous. I sent you a picture, and you threw a you threw an adult hissy fit. Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure you got extreme diarrhea from eating the donuts that they give out that are really good. I'm I'm pooping right now. I'm I'm, I'm you, on the toilet right now. You've been pooping this whole time. I now, do do you have uh, a shit stick available? In, uh, in case things I'm go uh, the wrong way. I always have my shit oh, stick available, okay. thanks to the lovely intoxicated men. And, and I'm certain you got the lifetime subscription. Of course. Good, good. Pete Trapp's paying. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, he's Pete. he's a avid user of it as well, apparently. Pete Trapp also claims like that he they won this time. Sure. So, sure, you've got a victory. It's like 472 to 1. So, that's fine. You got your one. We're going to get your receipt still. What did, what did he had, win? I, I was very busy. What did he win? I don't know. They won a, won a prize from the dentist's office. Did he? He got his teeth did cleaned. He do the, so he went to pick a toy out of the chest. Did he do the Nona's Pizza Challenge? He did, uh, oh, I don't know. Or is that still held Pizza by? Trap, is that, that still held by Jr. Jr. might be. Hold, I know Jr. has got his picture up there. He absolutely does up there with other legends. I feel like if I won the Nona's Pizza I Challenge, and uh, for you people who don't live in Illinois, Nona's Pizza had this challenge of where if you eat uh, a significant portion of pizza in a in a given amount of time you, you get like a, a you get the pizza free and then like a shirt and i think your picture up on the wall or something like that yes and yeah so uh you're king for about 10 you're, minutes, you're, yeah. you're king for about 10 minutes but i feel like that's just something you could you should be able to put on a resume like and talk about in an interview it's like <laughs> what are one of your strengths i'm like i completed the known as pizza challenge and i feel very proud about that I'm currently doing it right now <laughs> He's in the middle of the Notice Pizza Challenge while in the interview. <laughs> uh, just in general, anybody. I'm not saying one person in particular, but uh, yeah. So I don't know if P Trap's done that. Have you done that, P Trap? Have you done the Notice Pizza Challenge? I certainly haven't. And Notice slices are enormous. Is it still there? I don't ever drive over there, but I'm a, I'm sure it's still there. Is it a shitty part of town now? <laughs> Did it get taken over? <laughs> is it seedy? Uh, it's Crestwood. I think that's the only Yeah, one. Crestwood's always been on the line. Uh, yeah, Crest, Crestwood, is, Crest, uh, Crestwood is not what it used to be. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. I was surprised when you told me you went to see a movie there recently. I'm like, Kyle, you're like the whitest person in the well, world. Well, <laughs> the movie theater is okay there. I mean, it's still it's still fine. I mean, I grew up in that theater practically. I mean, I've seen so many movies at that theater. I and it's still it's still okay. So Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I, that man, that used to be the movie theater, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, I I think I think theater. like the CD crowd can't afford to see movies there. Because it's like fifty to see fifty bucks to see like any movie now. That's why no one's going to the movies anyway. It's it's a fucking everything costs money, and then the streaming made everybody used to that. It's just eventually going to show up. Yeah, that's why I waited to to watch uh, that god awful Captain Marvel. Just like I'm. A, You're still on this. I, I mean, you go ahead and watch it. Okay, you don't even like no. watch these movies anymore. You just let me watch it, and then I'm like the only one that. Yeah, I've got it. responsibilities. You fucking yeah, fuck. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sit on attack, you fucking pipsqueak rat from Cinderella. Why don't you go buy, buy some more Star Wars toys? I absolutely will. Actually, I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to go on Amazon and buy one. I'll buy one for you, too. I'll send a nice little fucking package with a shit stick. 
Does, do they, do they, do they, do they come Fuck with complimentary, complimentary shit sticks now? They come with complimentary up your ass and to the left. That's what they call oh, it. Oh, okay. Good to yeah. know. Fucking jackass. <laughs> I'll send you a fucking Princess Leia and be like, this is what you look like, you fuck. Tom, Tom likes toys. Yes. My room is surrounded by what you would say toys, but these are collectible. <laughs> they're, they're mostly Damn. Barbies. He says they're for for oh, Lily. He says he says they're for Lily, but it's really for him. Uh, Kyle, first off, Kyle, hey, have you watched Barbie on Max yet? You know, we talked so much shit about, or you did actually talk I, so much shit about Barbie last. I year. didn't say anything about it. I gave it credit. What do you I mean gave you it, didn't I say gave anything? It, that was Brad. Okay, Bullshit. whenever there's like negative, Brad uses brain just exploded. Whenever of there's how like bad he negative criticism of female content, it's coming from Brad Hughes. Okay, this is why you guys get canceled. <laughs> Press the button. Uh, hold on. I can do that. I will play it. I will. I'm playing the misogyny button on fourth mother box. First time ever, I think, it might have been played on here. <laughs> uh, I'm behind an episode on Curb Your Enthusiasm. God damn it. Have you seen the most recent? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's sad that uh, Richard Lewis died, but that, that, sh- oh, that show is genius. God damn. Absolute genius. That show is absolute genius. Um, I, I laughed so hard at the second episode this this season were just like the lines that they tote and like and like spoiler alert it just just like 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 this is the kind of shit that they talk about on this show and it's just like lines that they cross like they larry got arrested for giving water to leon's mom in line while she was voting in uh georgia and he was in georgia doing like a party or something like a, a, a paid thing and uh he uh it's it's like against the law to do that apparently um so then he gets out of jail in, in the episode and then like they have to stay at like uh, this like airbnb um and jeff and Susie come along uh and leon eventually goes and when they're coming up to this airbnb there's like this really horribly racist like like um horse jockey statue of just like awful just like racist stereotypical african-american person and they're like they're all like berating it, and they're like, "What the hell is this? Like, look, look, look! Oh, like, what the fuck? You didn't check this out beforehand? Like, oh god!" And then, and then they just leave it. They go inside, um, and they're like the, the the whole episode from there. Uh, it's just hilarious, like how, what they do with it, what what they try to do with it, and the trouble that they get into. Like, it's crazy. Curves over this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really uh, a shame. Um, my my favorite character is Leon. I think he's just hilarious. And in the first episode, he was. I forgot whose dog it was, but he was like, he was just like yelling at the dog. He's like, "You're a fat ass dog! Look at this fat ass dog!" Oh, Pachuca, yeah, um, Maria Sofia's dog, Pachuca, <laughs> the, the, the fat corgi. You a fat ass dog? <laughs> th- this dog don't have no feelings. I'm gonna call him fat. <laughs> I thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that, that was good. JB Smooth is good. Um, I've I've been listening to the Curb like episode by episode breakdown podcast here and there done by uh jeff garland and Susie esman um it's good it's it's they're they're finding their footing right um jeff has admitted he's got adhd and you can tell you can tell he he interrupts Susie quite a bit <laughs> and she she's like okay with it uh i also yeah, well, I, I was i feel like this this the brilliance of this show is and from what i understand is that a lot of it is improved Yes. And I think that's just brilliant, you know? Yep, absolutely it's brilliant. 
that's that's the brilliance of anything that could be successful with improv and, and improv that good and that's just the connection i think larry has with the other and larry makes this all happen right he's he's the focal point dude's doing this at 76 years old and, and he's done with his final season right uh just lost his fucking best friend too yeah um did, like the the quote that he said and i'm gonna butcher this but go to curb's instagram it was like something like we were we were born at the same hospital or something like that, just a few short days apart. I've known you my whole life. You, and, and then something like, but but you've never made me sob until today or something like that. I I I, I fucked that up, but it's it's just it's it's crazy just just to think of that. It, it makes you think about life. Um, in so many weird yeah. ways. When just with like shit shit like that happens when you're. As you age, I guess. So, yeah, it's certainly but, certainly different uh, seasons in one in a person's life. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're done with our seventy-two seasons, but Lily's and hers, so that's fun. And uh, so I'm I'm all out of shit to say today. We've been we've been going at it for a pretty decent amount, and I, I think we've talked a good amount. You know, we didn't we didn't really include the LAM and JFW too much because nobody wants to hear about them anymore. You know. Um, but unfortunately, we'll be talking some more shit about them because we just hate them. So, uh, have we anything else to talk about comic book wise, or anything else on your mind before I close it out and pass it on to you, good sir, for those final thoughts? Mm, um, what's coming out this month? Nothing. Nothing. In March, uh, coming out this month in March. Um, I'm trying to think movie wise. I don't think is anything is it, specifically I, coming. I feel out. like you know. And the last thing I'll say is like. You always knew when the next Marvel movie was coming out or the next DC movie, and you just feel like this this oh, year sure. is just like it's like a desert wasteland. But uh, you know, I guess that's a result of the fucking uh, what did they call it last year? The the writer strike. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sh- I'm sh- I'm sure we're seeing a little bit of a lack for that as far as entertainment with movies go, but we shall see. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know off the top of my head what else is coming out. You know, Joker 2 is October. Uh, Deadpool 3 is July, right? Um, and Bad Batch? Heavy... Bad Batch is coming out? Bad Batch is going on right now. Oh. Uh, they've, they're they're four episodes in already. Oh, shit. So, yeah. Um, Acolyte is rumored to be coming out in June. I got to cancel my subscription. There's, like, nothing on there. Where? Disney yeah, Plus? Yeah, Disney Plus. There's like nothing on there. Well, give us, give it. If you say so, I mean, there's quite a bit there. <laughs> I, I feel like there's nothing. There's like nothing now. There's like no reason to have it. You don't want to watch the Acolyte when it comes out. That's a that's a Star Wars. I mean, it's gonna be Star Wars TV. Yeah, show. I'll watch it. I'll watch it for sure. As as long as it's not like you know carbon copying Andor's formula, uh, I I will give it a watch. God, I always got to bring up Andor. Andor is living. I just have to keep saying that that it's just it was trash. Like I'm sorry, it was. You're trash. People who like that are boring, and and the whole world is boring. It was a boring, boring ass show. Holy fuck! You're you're a boring ass show. You're the one who fucking uh, goes to a fucking frozen yogurt store at close and gets vanilla, and then makes the guy go get you a brownie in the. You know what? They didn't have my flavor last time I was there, so I had to get something different. I had to get cut. I had to get country vanilla, and it tasted like shit. I 
You're a 37-year-old man, and if you took a personality test online, you'd come back as a 62-year-old woman. No, I wouldn't come back as a 52-year-old woman. Get it right. Oh, I'm so sorry. So goddamn sorry. So we are the fourth mother box. You have been great. We have been fourth mother box. He's going to stumble through the end anyway, so just do it, Kyle. (laughs) Get your shit stick, everybody.